How's it going, Rollers? We are so excited to announce that Goblins and Growlers has released a new adventure book, Feats of Excursa. Three tabletop adventures based on classic fairy tales, and it's accessible to adventurers of all ages, from grizzled veterans to green, grizzled young veterans. Original stories, original art, and original monsters. Feats of Excursa is available at bit.ly slash E-X-C-U-R-S-A. That's bit.ly slash excursa and locally at Alpha Comics and Games in Willow Lawn, Richmond, Virginia. Scale the tower, slay some monsters, stage a coup. And while you're at either of those places, please check out volume one of our one-page dungeon compendium, custom class-specific character and spell sheets, as well as shirts, buttons, so much more. Thank you all so much for your support, and let's get you to the episode. So in the last episode, Boat is on a date with Alyssa, which has angered Solinar for mysterious reasons uh is it mysterious no it's not but solinar would like it to be this is quid pro roll a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world well howdy listeners Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and varying and beyond can make its way right to you. Now in these dark and uncertain times, it's important to know your friends. True friends tell the truth. Simple as that. Sometimes it's not easy. Heck, I'd even go so far as to say it's usually harder. Because you have to find a careful way to deliver that truth. Or you can always have someone like Johannes around, happy to cast Zona Truth and toss everyone into a compulsory truth-vomiting session. Now, friends are also considerate of their friends' feelings. Kind of like Solinar swallowing his objections to Boat and Alyssa going out on yet another date. And kind of unlike Boat and Alyssa still going on that date despite knowing Solinar objected to it. Yeah, that went over about as well as a new turtleneck over freshly styled hair. Good friends will sometimes push through discomfort for the sake of a friend. Like Koza, agreeing to help Melody spy on the previously mentioned date, despite being very tired and hungry himself. Well, isn't he sweet? And lastly, friends will stick by you to help you fight your demons, even if they don't fully see or understand them. Alita and Solinar, just being there for Johannes and Daquin, I'm sure meant a lot, especially when the ghost finally showed up. Well, listeners, wherever you are, and whatever the weather looks like around you, know that it's true friends that'll always try to be there to help you weather any storm. And as always, y'all take care now. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. 
It's time for Boat to be on a date and Kozla to be a sad, tired dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kozla, what is your ability to sniff out ribs? Um, it is uh, my perception score with advantage. Or my perce perception with advantage. Okay. So let's roll this. Let's find out. <laughs> it's it's a natural 20. Good god. You're you like not a Tex Avery cartoon. Yeah, you are there so you can now see the waft of the smell of ribs that lifts you gently by the nose and drifts you like a looney tune towards the restaurant that Boat has taken Alyssa. And you realize that not only are you smelling ribs, you are smelling the specific ribs they are eating. What, oh. else? what seasonings do they have on them, Koza? There's some paprika, um, some cayenne, pepper. I know there's some cumin in there. That'd be interesting. I'm sorry, you don't put oregano on ribs, do you? No, I said cumin. You put whatever no, you want but on Gabe ribs. grumbled oregano like a demon. Yeah, he's having some soap ribs. That's cilantro. No, it's coriander. No, cilantro is the is the herb that can taste like soap if you have a particular genetic thing in your mouth. No, it's coriander. All right, it's time to get this podcast back on track. Hey! That's sage advice. Hey! <laughs> well, that's it, y'all. That's the episode. <laughs> Cardamom. Anyway, are you going to... Were you just yelling a spice? Were yes. you feeling left out? Yes, I was. <laughs> no, I think Alex, Alex was giving advice to servers <laughs> when serving alcohol. They'll be very flattered. Anyway. Anyway. So, Koza, are you... Are you going to transform back into your personhood to look through the window, or are you going to curl up and be a sleepy dog? So, give give me a little layout of this this uh, barbecue joint. So, you're going to be looking in through a window, which less than a glass paned window that you would expect is more like a, a carved square into the wall with some wooden dowels making a crosshatch that looks like a pane. Uh, looking in, the restaurant is all wood, with the wood itself sort of having this baked-in smell of spices and smoked meat. I am very hungry. You can see on the various tables, it's, it's less like a restaurant in that it has the tables and the chairs set out separately, and more like a feasting hall where you have these like long dining tables with these long benches and things are more communal. Uh, if you want privacy, you kind of scoot away to the, you know, end of the table, which it looks like Boat and Alyssa have done. And food is all laid out. There's, you know, tankards of frosty beer. Everybody seems to be having a good time. Uh, there are a couple of people who are just covered in rib sauce all over their faces. One person for a moment you think is a dwarf, and then you realize he is a gnome with lots of barbecue sauce on his face. Um, is the front door open? It is. All right, cool. So Koza, the dog... Doza is Doza. going. Just gonna trot right in there. Head on no. over to um to to boat's table and uh just put those paws up on the table and in the slobberiest, just 
floppiest bloodhound bite. Just grab some ribs and try to head out the door. I, I don't know what I have to roll to steal ribs. I'm just letting Boat respond. So Huckleberry Hound comes up to the table <laughs> and then exits stage left after he takes my ribs. Does he take all of them? He takes a rack. He's attempting to. Like, I mean, if they're all really well connected, but these might be really fall off the yeah. bone ribs, in which case probably just hold on. Allow rack. me to roll for the tenderness of the ribs. One moment, mm-hmm. please. He takes roll. a rack. That and was then- an 11. So they are moderately tender. They're not falling off of the rack. Bone. Probably this, what I'm grabbing. This region isn't really known for its uh, fall off the bone ribs, and the reason is because it's made by machines, and they can't make it as good as people. Do. Yeah, they can only approximate ribs. It's actually like, just a protein-based thing that they oh, put don't, together. Yeah, don't, don't turn be, this don't into be hating on my food. Green. No, no. I, I will say they don't know the secret of pulling the membrane off the back of the ribs. Mm, mm-hmm. Classic. They they haven't yet learned the poetry of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. you not roll to be tender? Somebody roll to get my reference to the 1980s Jeff Goldblum fly movie. No, we, we wait, got wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. I just hated nope. it. I rolled you know, a two. I, I did right. roll it an I actual have, two. I have something terrible to admit. I didn't what? get your reference. I've never seen the fly. You know, honestly, that's chill. It's it's one of the best Gina Davis Jeff Goldblum dice. movies. Thank you. It's a super yeah. gross movie, and I hate it. It makes me nauseous. Speaking of things that don't make me queasy, let's get back to eating those ribs. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Boat, how are you responding to uh, Huckleberry Koza stealing the ribs? Well, how quickly does he come in and steal them? Roll sleight of hand check. I want to say this isn't really, like, a quick thing. He's he should be rolling up. that at disadvantage since he can't, he can't, doesn't have hands. He doesn't have opposable thumbs. Yeah, yeah but so he has a Have mouth. you seen how quickly a dog can grab something off of a counter? Because let me tell you, like, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> and it's not like that dog walked up slowly. You knew that dog was trotting up. You're like, yeah, it's just a dog trotting up. But all of a sudden, this dog's paws are up on the counter, and it is grabbing that stick of butter because mm-hmm. it is going to have terrible poops later. Well, and I, great. Chapman, um, Chapman, did Koga do something? No. Uh, what do you mean? Nothing that not every dog ever does. You know, the very specific take entire stick of butter off the say, counter. Say, old Chapman, what did you roll? I rolled a 16. You vermin shepherd. <laughs> uh, Brandon? Yeah. You get, I a, take, plaid, I, you get I, a plaid cat for that. Okay. A plaid cat for you. I quickly, but quickly takes off his hat and starts smacking at the dog. And he's like, drop it, drop it, drop it. <laughs> the, the dog, the dog, uh, it kind of does that like, whoa thing. And um, oh, I guess this is not that, letting that, go that. of the ribs. Yeah. And uh, like more quickly trots back out of the cafe. Those ribs have chocolate is. in them. Ew. <laughs> It's a really specific rub. This is a this is a uh, a ribs place that does all kinds of specialty sauces. And your response was chocolate and meat. Oh no, I'm looking it up, and there is a cocoa rub recipe. Yeah, cocoa yeah. rub is my stripper name. Or is that cacao? <laughs> cacao rub? I don't know. <laughs> It doesn't matter. What matters is Chapman has ribs and Boat no longer does. Drop it! Um, I mean, in fairness... Wait. Would chocolate kill a druid transformed into a dog? 
Well, if it, it yeah, if it deal damage me, I'd then just it would damage you till you had zero hit points and then turned into a human <laughs> variant that could metabolize the chocolate. Who would then eat those ribs? <laughs> Who would um, then eat those ribs? Yeah, so I go back to where Melody is and tra transform back into a person. Um, Please tell me when you transform back, your mouth still has this entire rack of ribs hanging out of it. Yes, but because my mouth is much smaller, I like just catch it like it's in my mouth until I'm fully humid. And then it just like kind of drops out into my hands that are like right there below to grab it. All right, back back to boat. And the manager is at the table at this point. Is but I mean, you didn't do anything. The, you just let this animal come in and take my ribs. I feel like you all are responsible for this. Sir, you watched the animal take your ribs and did nothing. He was in and out like a demon's whisper. I, I yelled at him. I hit him with my hat. Sir, hat defense does not ensure your ribs or a refund. I can't believe this place isn't giving him more ribs. <laughs> You've got to have some spares. Nah. <laughs> but um, Tess. Sir, sir, I assure you this is a reputable establishment. You just I let a dog come in here and take my ribs. Why the is dog? nobody bouncing this dog? <laughs> sir, how do I know that that wasn't your dog and a way to get more free ribs? I do not own a dog. What a scheme. <laughs> How, how confused, am I supposed to know that, sir? How, how confused would that dog be if the whole scheme is, okay, don't worry, good good boy, you steal this thing from me. Get out of here, bad dog, bad dog. Okay, you did great, yes. buddy. Like, no wonder you've got such a big, long beard. You've clearly never heard of Occam's razor. Me training a, training a dog to come in here and steal ribs so I can get free ribs. <laughs> That's right, you should cry. I shouldn't be treated like this in your establishment. Now, Alyssa, is this the best date you've ever been on in your whole life? <laughs> now, you've taken this lady's dinner. I want you to get a replacement platter for her. Alyssa kind of, like, looks up, looks confused, looks at her plate of finished ribs, looks back at you, but says nothing. Wow, Alyssa ate all those ribs before Boat even touched his. Uh, or maybe Boat's just been talking for so long that she had only had time to finish them. He's like, fine, take those ribs, dog. They're cold anyways. <laughs> He's gonna, all right, the man is going to shuffle back to the smoker room and uh, begin working on procuring you some, a new rack of ribs. So Damn right. <laughs> And it better be a Fred Flintstone size rack that tips over my stone car. <laughs> Ow, my face, it hurts. Okay, it's fine. I'll hold my face like this and God, look like a Cronenbergian horror. No, you legitimately look like the guy from, uh, God, this is a Saw series. Like, you're just pushing your cheeks in the jigsaw? exact right circle. You think I look like the Jigsaw puppet? yeah. Now who hasn't learned the poetry of Billy. the flesh? Billy is the <laughs> puppet's name. Uh, so, okay. uh, so, uh, <sighs> Billy, Billy's ribs, how do they taste? Yeah, so back outside, because these, uh, like, okay, I have two um, questions. First I, off. I theoretically have answers. So far, you guys have been DMing this entire session. So first off, 
and the second question kind of will depend on the answer to this first one. I really was hoping you'd go first off and the second question. Okay. So what do you think? So bloodhounds are very slobbery dogs. They are. These ribs are call, are definitely like fully slobbered at this point. <laughs> so does slobber dissipate when the transformation goes no. back okay second question is it disgusting to eat something that's covered in slobber when the slobber is technically your own spit no look you it's gotta not disgusting you gotta lick things to claim them sometimes yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not disgusting yeah in fact i slobber on things all the time all right uh so i'm going to end this this conversation that's making me legitimately nauseous. alex Alex, roll the hurl. <laughs> I actually might, so don't. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew eventually running a game for a bunch of dudes, I would have something happen that made me want to throw up. I did not think that it would be an eth- a question about the logistics of druid dog slobber food. It's, it's the gag that keeps on gagging. Oh, God, stop. Okay. <laughs> so, Cozy, you do what you're gonna do. Melody is grossed out because um, I can't imagine uh, a woman uh, that wouldn't um, be. Right, well, actually, Cozy hasn't realized that yet. And um, uh, he, as soon as they're like out of his mouth, he he like pulls uh, pulls in half the rack and like offers one of the halves to <laughs> Melody. <laughs> Appreciate you. I just ate a gentleman <laughs> and a scholar. This is some okay. real Scooby Doo stuff going on over here. Like I'm expecting Melody to throw throw some Scooby snacks at him. He's not or dark eat, like a anymore. sandwich that's this tall. <laughs> so, Koza. Oh, oh, um, here and Koza, um, like balancing the ribs one hand, grabs his um his staff and cast um pass without a trace again um right so we wanted to go spy i think you sort of put the kibosh on that koza you stole their lunch dinner um, what time is um, it again wow supper um 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 I, I i would like to point out that it was a random um street dog that stole their dinner Oh, that's fair. Oh, he might not have known it was you at all. I, I don't see how he would have. That's oh, very fair. He would think that it was just a random dog. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's wonderfully clever, Koza. Right, and we're also, um, rather... I don't know if you noticed this sort of strange, like, um... Well, maybe strange to you. Uh, um, sort of cloud of, of spores that that's making... Well, I, I guess... Since we're in it, it, we look normal to each other, but from the outside, it, it makes us harder to notice. Koza, I've only been around you for a very short time, and not only am I very fond of you, but I have also gotten used to the fact that around you, weird mushroom things just sort of happen, and I need to just sort of roll with them. Uh, okay, so, um, right, let's, how, how do you want to go spy? We could just probably stand by the window. That's perfect, perfect, perfect. Like, she's going to like kind of the the window's a little bit higher than she can just like easily see, so she's gonna kind of like grab the inside of the of the fake window and sort of pull herself up so she can look through. Because this um 
Oh, do you want to sit on my shoulders? Oh, yes, that would be wonderful. My yeah. arms are screaming in agony right now. Uh, so Koza sort of squats down. Um, and what, does Melody climb on those shoulders? Yes, she does. <laughs> All right, Koza stands back up. I'm loving that during this whole conversation, explanation, magic casting, etc., Koza's face is just covered in sauce. Yep, and he's just eating ribs. He's just, he's just like he's, Melody's spine. He just eating ribs. Yeah, because Melody, it's basically the pans. The camera pans from the top down, and it shows Melody like from behind, like looking into this window, and then it shows Koza staring at a cement wall eating ribs. <laughs> Sometimes that's what adventures be like. Mm-hmm. So, Boat, what are they seeing other than you yelling at the proprietor to bring you more ribs? Um, So we've established that the proprietor is going back to obtain more ribs for me. Yes, you are going to you are going to get more ribs, you big baby. This big baby. My ribs were (laughs) stolen by a beast that entered this establishment. (laughs) There was no protection in place for me. What if it was a bear? Or something like that. <laughs> One of those wild Tinkerhaven street bears. Robot bears. It could have been a gear bear. <laughs> the raccoons in Tinkerhaven are so large, they are comparable only to bears. With little hands. I love raccoons and their little hands. <laughs> and that they wash stuff. I put my hat back on and sit down. <laughs> look over at Alyssa and in sort of my best Lando Calrissian face I'm like well I'm really sorry about that that uh, things got a little unfortunately heated there after that creature came in and stole my ribs I'm not entirely sure what to make of that entire interaction I mean humor me here for a second don't you think it's sort of bad form for a restaurant or feasting hall to just allow animals to come in off the street and steal people's food. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree, but this is Tinkerhaven, and we're not exactly in the Gilded District. What does that mean? I think she's saying this happens all the time. Like, animals go into all places, steal people's food, and then the restaurants just don't replace it. Like, that's just (laughs) standard in this city, apparently. (laughs) Well, this restaurant doesn't have a door, and we're in... Not necessarily a shady place, but this is... I'm not entirely certain all of these ribs are pork or beef. Oh? You can get some cheaper monster meats pretty easily, and if you cure them right, they don't really change flavor too much, and any change in flavor there is, you can cover in sauce and rubs. Okay, hang on. let's, Let's take a couple steps back here, because I'm very curious now. So you're telling me that there is sort of an underground business of monster meat sale in Tinkerhaven. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much everywhere, but yes, it's absolutely there in Tinkerhaven. What kind of monster meats are we talking about? It kind of depends on the region, what's available, what doesn't spoil easily. What? Okay. If you had to guess what kind of monster meat ribs we were getting... What would you guess they would be? They might just be basic animal, or they could be anything from wolves to direwolves well, to... Like an owlbear? Yeah, they could be owlbear. Oh, some greasy owlbear meat. Well, owlbear's not particularly greasy. Wog is greasy. Well, that's 
That's fascinating. I would never have known. Oh, I guarantee you, you have eaten several kinds of monsters that you haven't thought about eating. Oh, wow. I wonder if I've had flayed mind flare. You haven't had mind flare. The problem with mind flare is, A, they're very hard to kill. They're very hard to go up against. If they kill adventurers, mm -hmm. they're certainly going to kill meat hunters. Mm -hmm. But the issue is, is that when you cook their meat, because it is so fluid based, it actually shrivels. So it would be like eating pork rinds, but purple and bitter. Purple hmm. pork sounds like a delicacy to boat. <laughs> yeah, but bitter purple pork. I mean, purple is the color of royalty. I don't know. It's that... a feast of kings. I don't know if it has any ill effects on your body, but I certainly don't know that it would be appetizing. So at this is point, this... at this point, the replacement ribs come out. Yes. Uh, just out of curiosity, is this a is it normal to eat um, sapient creatures in this world? No. <laughs> OK, so like her talking about eating mind flayers is wild. Yes, you could also make the argument that mind flayers, given that they are a hive mind, have an arguable amount of sentience. They're also evil. That tips the scale a little bit, too. Boat, Boat will eat Emberlin if she is cooked. <laughs> so, yes, the ribs have been placed in front of you, Boat. All right. Um, anyway, help yourself. So, uh, oh, I'm you, quite full. Thank you. What are you up to for the rest of the evening? Well, um, avoiding back alleys so I don't get murdered. And, I don't know, I was hoping to talk to Solanar and convince him that I'm not lying to him. I don't know, that seems like it's going to be a pretty tall hill to climb. He seems, seems a little distrustful, and also the additional layer of him not being totally cool with us going out to get ribs, uh, I think doesn't work in your favor. I don't think Solanar is going to hold me... I am not going to be the one in trouble, I don't think. Yeah, I can tell you he's not going to be the one to hold you. Excuse me? It just doesn't seem like you're interested in that kind of thing. And what would you know about my interests? I mean, just from what I see, it does not look like you're looking to get tight with Solinar. At least not that way. I think the reverse is probably true. Is this, uh, could, is this uh, at this moment, does Melody, like, get so excited that she falls headfirst through the window? Uh, no, because it is like dowel and she will concuss the hell out of herself before she goes through. But she is going to reel enough that she is going to tip back and she and Koza are going to fall back first onto the friggin' cobblestones. She's, she's gonna reel. I thought she was playing a lute, not a banjo. <sighs> <laughs> uh, Koza, are uh, your ribs okay? Um, oh... The ones I finished eating are fine because I finished eating them, but the other ribs aren't fine. They kind of hurt. Oh, you mean your body ribs? Uh, yes. Yeah, mine hurt too. Oh. <laughs> Strong in spirit ribs, weak in body ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me in my body ribs. Because it tries to stand back up. Roll. Okay. Uh, what am I rolling? Strength. Um, strength is going to be a 13. You got higher than a 2. That was all I needed. Okay. You're able to get up. Your back kind of aches, but you're fine. All right. Koza uh, puts a hand down to help Melody back up. She's going to take it and also pop up, and she looks kind of woozy. So, should we continue 
doing whatever it is that we were doing that I just forgot, or should we go back? Um, what did you... Should we... Should we hunt the murder man? Was there anything interesting about their date? Is that a date? So... So what I can tell is that um, Thief Lady is incredibly evasive, which strikes me as logical because she is a Thief Lady. Boat is... Boat's doing something. I'm not super sure how to classify it, but it seems unsportsmanlike towards Solonar. Oh, that seems kind of rude of him. I mean... But I don't know. Is it? Because I'm not sure. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I see four of you right now. I have no idea. Uh, are you okay? Probably not. I mean, like, do you need healing? Probably. Uh, uh, okay. Um, 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 um. So while he checks the spells for healing, Solonar, Johannes, what are you guys up to? I mean, I think I think we can cut directly to Solonar, Alita, and Johannes walk into one of the shadiest bars in town. And Solonar has like got his black cloak on, hood up, and it's kind of like he's trying to skulk. But he's got Johannes like immediately beside him in like gleaming breastplate, clanking with every step. And smiling. Man, I can't believe that bear stole that entire guy's dinner and just walked out into the street. You'd think that they'd have some kind of regulation for that. Street bears are crazy. They'll do anything. Oh <laughs> no. Tinkerhaven street bears, you don't want to get messed up mixed up with those like nah. regulations or otherwise. That's you show me the constable that's gonna get between a street bear and a meal. Yeah, that was, that that thing was awesome. It definitely had some raw power. I was never gonna confront it unless I was gonna give it a bear hug. So, Solinar, what are we doing here? Well, if Locke is anything like he was, oh, five or however many years ago it was, then he's frequenting establishments like this, getting roaringly drunk, and then getting kicked out and finding the next establishment like this. Okay, buddy, we're here to support you. What would you like me to do? Uh, I am going to uh, talk to the bartender. Right. And I need you to keep an eye on the people around me to make okay. sure that I don't get stabbed mm -hmm. or robbed. Stabbed, robbed. I won't let it happen. Beautiful. Not on, not on my watch. And then Johannes um, starts walking around, and he kind of like will walk by uh, a group of people. And then you know, when he's like walking by them, he'll be like, "Do the uh, pour two fingers at his eyes, and then two fingers at their eyes, and like, and then I'll be like, I'm watching you, bub." As he watches that one guy specifically, another dude just starts pickpocketing Solidar. <laughs> Well, now, hold on a minute. No, 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 that was a joke. I'm oh. not actually saying that happened. I just think that would be hysterical. Anyway, so you're going to walk up to the barkeep? Looking for a guy named Locke. A little goblin woman perks up from behind the bar. Oi! Who are you looking for? A, a guy guy named Locke doesn't like shirts. A guy shirts. named Hawk? No, no, no. Locke, he doesn't like shirts. 
but he does like drinking. You just described half my clientele, buddy! Solinar looks around the room and realizes that somehow they walked into, like, the one bar in Tinkerhaven where the dress code is, like, no shirt, just pants. <laughs> shirt, shoes, no service. <laughs> there it is. I was trying to put that together. You nailed it. <laughs> you walk into, like, the one shirtless bar it's, in it's Tinkerhaven. It's called, it's called, uh, it's called uh, top, topless drinks. <laughs> Top topless drinks, perfect. Mm-hmm. And there's no frilly accompaniments to these drinks. <laughs> they don't even have foam on the beer. Nope. Sol- Nor an umbrella. Solinar like kind of flushes a little bit, and he's like, "Uh, look, I I realize I'm not really uh dress code in here. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm looking for some quick information." Uh, he lays a couple of silver pieces subtly on the bar co- on the bar top. All right, subtract it from your inventory. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. I'm looking for a guy named Locke. He d- never wears a shirt. A guy named Brock? No. Like, like a door. Like a door has a lock. His name's Locke. Oh, Locke! Why didn't you say so? Ugh. I'm so sorry, Gabe, for the future listening you're going to do for this and that sudden spike in volume. Yeah, so I'm looking for that guy, and I'm wondering if he's been here tonight. I need more description than no shirt and drinks. Oh, fair, fair. I'm not on a first name basis with much of our clientele. Uh, I'm just a part-timer. Solinar kind of like strains to remember more about Locke. Like, he's got a red scarf that he wears like all the time. Uh, Alita hearing this stops and looks, he wears a scarf but no shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, okay. He has, oh, his body. He's got a lot of scars because of all the fights he gets in. He's got he's got knuckles on his hands like he punches through walls. He's got knuckles on his knuckles. <laughs> he's got knuckles on his knuckles have abs. Well, he's got like those he's got like those flat pads that you get on your knuckles when you've been in like way too many fist fights. I know what you're talking about. I just I like that Solinar's immediate response was, "Oh yeah, his body." I don't, I don't know if this will help me roll, or not. Roll for tenderness. <laughs> I, I rolled a d20 as like a history check to see if Solinar could pull like more relevant, sensible details. Like he hasn't like he's struggling to get hair color and eye color right now. I mean, you already said red. Oh, no, you didn't say hair color. You just said scarf. Yeah. You remember the color of his scarf, but not his hair. I mean, one of these things stands out more than the other. Fair. That's not the best description I've ever heard, but. I don't know. Sounds like a guy we kicked out of here a couple days ago. Oh, a couple days ago? He could be anywhere in Tinkerhaven at that point then. Well, I heard if you get kicked out of here, you don't get to come back. And one of my informants said they saw him walking around with some other kind of person. I'm sorry, you have informants? (laughs) That's her other part-time job. (laughs) Solinar looks kind of wistfully at his change purse. He's like, oh, how much... The what? 
I know how this works. You have informants, they're on your payroll, but you have to pay, people have to pay you for the information, right? No, I, I just, they tell me stuff. Y'all stick together in the lower parts of Tinker Haven. Solonar turns to Alita and just mouths the word, what? Alita looks at him and shrugs and gives and gestures to him as if this is your world, not mine. Okay, so, uh, fellow, fellow street tough, like one to another, what kind of person has he been traveling around with? Excuse you, I consider myself quite the lady. No street tough here. You Anyway. You run a shirtless bar and you don't consider yourself any kind of street? Okay, absolutely. You're the ladiest of ladies. Whatever you say. Thank you. I think so too. Anyway, he was seen with some large bloke in a red cloak and a weird hat. Solonar just like, as if, as if a headache coming on suddenly just squints his eyes Pinches the bridge of his nose and it's like, really? Yeah. Fascinating. Well, this is actually for for clarification: is Boat wearing his cowboy hat with his tuxedo mask getup, or is he only wearing his top hat? Because if he's only wearing his top hat, I need to rewind. It's just the top hat. Damn. Yeah. Could be a particular. Oh, did I also mention that the top hat has razor wire around the edge of it? <laughs> Wait. Wait, hold on. I've drawn him a bunch of times and you've never mentioned this. Oh, no, it definitely has razor wire going around the edge of it. No, so it doesn't the because a everyone is listening. Like everyone is laughing right now. So clearly <laughs> this is not a thing. And two, I've drawn him a bunch of times and you've never given me the edit. Boat, okay, have you just forgotten about my push to get an odd job hat? I don't forget the push. I just remember how frequently I say no. Well, that's that's then. Yes, you remembered correctly. <laughs> Wonderful. So rewind that part because I was wrong on that one. Rewind. Was with some bloke in a red cloak. Oh, that rhymed. Red cloak. Wait, red cloaks aren't like a thing. I mean, he was dressed like a normal uh, rich bloke. Tall hat, nice suit. Spats. All right. Uh, I have a strong suspicion that I know this person better than uh, I would anticipate. But un- you got a description of a person off of that? Well, well, yeah. Um, you, you think about the tall, dressed wealthily, red cloak. Sound familiar at all? It sounds like 80 people we've passed on the street. Mm, maybe. I mean, it's totally possible. Worth worth asking, though. Regardless, you, madam, have been very helpful. I appreciate it a great deal. Uh, and you say I don't owe you anything. Nope! All that I can think of! You didn't drink anything! Uh, n- neat? I guess, uh... Wait, what do you want neat? No, no, at, um, a round for the two... Gentleman beside me. And Solonar slaps five silver on the counter and kind of like eyeballs the woman like, yeah? The two lizard folks sitting beside you go, ah, and sort of like gesture with their tankards and begin drinking the next round. They they put things they've stolen back into your pockets. <laughs> yes, they do that. Uh, can I... 
Can I have befriended people at this bar? Can yes, you absolutely may. Okay. So as Solinar and Alita turn around, what are they seeing? Uh, Johannes has taken off his shirt and breastplate and is um, throwing bones on a table. Literal just bones. And he's like, oh my god, that's a prophecy. Ooh, oh, look at this roll. This is looking pretty promising right here. Do you think that Newt's eye is looking at you or looking at me? Because one of us is getting kissed. You're going to get kissed. You shouldn't. They're poisonous. Don't kiss them. Well, it looks like I got to put my shirt back on and hit the road. Uh, I'm sorry that all those raccoons stole your food while we were talking. Uh, as you say that, you see a band of raccoons. One of them does the thing that you did when you first came in of pointing to both of his eyes, then pointing at you. And then they run off with their ill-gotten gains on, well, on their little back feet, holding everything else in a little bundle in their little raccoon hands. Oh my god, that raccoon stole my limes! God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get scurvy! Johannes, we can 100% get you more limes. We should get out of this bar. Yeah, and over to the street to find those raccoons. We gotta get my limes back. You know, there- If life gives you limes, you can't let them get stolen by a raccoon. There are worse ways to go about trying to find Locke than chasing raccoons around the back streets. Ah, uh, yes, Locke's favorite pastime. <laughs> chasing raccoons down alleyways. Come on, Alita, we gotta- we've got raccoons to catch. Uh, uh okay. I guess. I mean, the sorts. This is what's happening. The sorts of shady places where raccoons might hang out might also be the sorts of shady places where Locke hangs out. Johannes right. is like pulling his buttoning shirt and he's trying to hold his breastplate over his head while he's doing it, and he's like trying to also hurry out of the place. Like, hurry up, you guys! We're gonna be late. You sound. You know how in some weddings when they tie a bunch of tin cans to the back of a car. That's what you sound like running out half-donned in oh, armor, trying to put it on and together while you're running. Oh, and then before I go up, oh, wait one second, let me find this. Here's the bouquet over the shoulder. Okay, we've completed the ritual. Let's go, guys. You hear the bedlam of a fistfight break out as these many ruffians attempt to catch the bouquet. Oh, my money's on the yuan tea. All right. Koza, we're going back to you. And uh, as a note, he did probably drop concentration on Pass Without a Trace. Yep, 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 yep. So we are now outside. We both stood up. Melody is looking kind of hurt. Um, how hurt are you? Do you need to go see a healer or should we go back to the, the, the house? Probably fine. I've fallen on my head lots of times. It's just oh. I get a little woozy. Oh, okay. It's I... fine. You were a dog. Oh, you don't sound fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Really. I'll I'll get it all together in just a bit. You just need to let it uh, uh, percolate uh, a little bit. Okay. Um. Then I guess. I guess um we should head on back unless there is anything else you wanted to spy on. I mean, I want to see how their date goes, uh, but other than uh, that, okay then. Um, I guess hop back up on the shoulders. I don't know that that's safe anymore. 
Oh. Actually, they've been out there for a second. Boat, has your date wrapped up yet? Um, last report, I was asking Alyssa what she was doing for the rest of the evening, and she said she wanted to try to talk to Solinar. And my intention at that point was to see if maybe she wanted to, like, walk back to where we were or something, but then we cut away before I could do that. I mean, we can, and it does make me feel a little safer to not be alone. Can I roll insight? Sure. Worry that she's trying to manipulate me. I rolled a nine, so I'm pretty confident she's not manipulating me. (laughs) You're very confident that she's being 100% honest with you. Uh Uh-huh. I was um, I was hoping Brandon would roll a nat 20 and realize she's stolen 300 gold pieces from him during the course of this interaction. She stole the razor wire from around my head. Oh, no. That's why I don't have it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's head back and see if we uh, can't catch them. Maybe uh, grab a coffee or something on the way. Yeah. Thank you, Boat. I appreciate it. No problem. So does that mean that when they come out, they're going to see Koza and Melody? Koza, his face covered in rib sauce. I mean, maybe we're not looking for him because, as far as I know, it's just some dog that wandered in and stole my ribs. Roll perception when you leave. All right, dog. The dog ran in and stole me ribs. <laughs> Sixteen. <laughs> Must have gone back and created a woman or something. <laughs> Bravo, Bravo, Alon. Um, you will see them, but. You're not you see them enough that if you focused on them, you know who you who they are. But if you're kind of like, oh, human beings, who cares? You won't. <laughs> but like collapsed in a heap on the street. <laughs> but because it's not standing around with like some big like rictus of barbecue sauce around his mouth, is he? Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, so we walk out. I open the door for Alyssa. She steps out. And uh, I, you know, just sort of point the way back to where we're going. And just out of the corner of my eye, I look over and I just kind of lock eyes with Koza in the darkness, his (laughs) mouth surrounded by chocolate barbecue sauce. (laughs) Gross. And what what does Koza do? Koza, like, meekly lifts one of his hands up and waves. (laughs) Boat lifts up one of his hands as well, but he doesn't wave. (laughs) Oh, he so he just you. lifts his hand up. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, oh! I got it. Okay, cool. I think this is an interesting chance to be like, what is what is a rude gesture in this world? Yeah, Alex, you get to describe that gesture any way you want. So the rude gesture in Varian, if you want to do like the thing that he is uh, suggesting, is you put three fingers up halfway. And sort of make your hand look like a weird claw dealio. Yeah, you com- combine it in like this, but you show the backside. Listeners, do this at home. Send us pictures. Tweet pictures of you trying to do this at quid roll. The claw. We apologize <laughs> if you have arthritis. <laughs> Wait, you're asking people to post this on the internet? This is profane. <laughs> yeah, this is this is really, really rude. It's, the, yeah. it's like the Tinker Haven This is shocker. only something you do. This is only something you do if somebody has stolen your ribs. <laughs> also, it's not exactly like a fist. You've got to make sure that you have the fingers out. Oh God, this is so hard for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. This hurts. 
You got to really mean you, it. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to really, really mean it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Boat does that like a like a mofo at uh, Koza. <laughs> I don't. You don't know that he didn't acquire those ribs legitimately. I'm pretty sure he didn't. I want to roll yeah. insight. Koza. Roll insight on rib theft. I, I actually. Uh, the bloodhound that Koza turned into, would it be the exact same bloodhound that Koza turned into when the party was first meeting Melody? Yes. So I think it, I think it makes perfect sense that Boat just recognizes. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I didn't recognize the animal at first, but then seeing Koza with his with his barbecue makeup, Added like right context. after that happened, I put it together. I would passionately love if we go to a con and someone's cosplaying Koza and they just smear sweet baby rays on their face <laughs> as part of the cosplay. Uh, so um, I would give IRL plaid cats of inspiration to anybody that did that. As Boat offers his rude gesture to Koza, he mouths very clearly like, you owe me. Koza. And then walks on with Alyssa. Koza just like stops trying to make like stops making eye contact and is just trying to look in like any direction <laughs> but you know what's great about this koza uh oh he's so mad at you for stealing his ribs he didn't catch on that we were spying oh oh okay that's great yeah yeah that worked out that really worked out you really thought that one through oh yeah um, well, yeah, you know him so well. I can't believe you did that. Um, so, um, would you think higher of me if I lied right now, or if um, I I I admitted my shortcomings? I. What do you mean? Koza is a choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> Turn to page seventy-seven if you want Koza to admit his shortcomings. Turn to page sixty-five if you want well, him to lie. I, I do love. I I'm picking up what you're putting down. You've already given your answer. Oh, 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 well, that was just very good coincidence then. Still, that's wonderful. Yeah, um, should we try to hurry back so we don't have to to interact with them when they get back or take our time and hope they've gone to bed by then? That's up to you. I feel like my skull sort of healed a little bit, so I'm OK. So what's whatever you want to do? Oh, okay. I know that you were a very sleepy dog. I, I, I really am. I'm a sleepy person, too. Oh, okay. I'm, then we can just go back to the room if you prefer. I'm, House. I'm a sleepy human. House. Variant. I'm a sleepy human variant. <laughs> and I am a, a kind of jazzed elf. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, um, yeah. <sighs> let's hurry back. Koza and Melody are going to head back. Boat and Alyssa are slowly meandering back. Johannes, Solinar, and Alita have gone out raccoon chasing? I mean, ultimately in search of Locke, but yes, raccoon chasing. All right, so how does this manifest for you? <laughs> well, for starts... These are the dumbest couple of episodes we've ever had. It's Now it's where the red fern grows. You're obviously very short-term memory, and I appreciate it. <laughs> For starts, I feel like we need to roll like survival to track raccoons, traccoons, if you will. Ooh, uh, Johannes Solinar, unnatural one. I've got a three, so we got this. Uh, I think 
I think the way this turns out is that we start out being very confident that we're tracking raccoons. Uh, Alex, you'll only have two hands to put your face in. Stop trying to put it into three. (laughs) And we start down some back streets and some alleyways and some Mm -hmm. some darkened passages. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then we keep being convinced that we see the raccoons like rounding corners just ahead of us, just out of sight. They're right there. Exactly. They just went down that alley. So we're chasing them at more and more rapid speeds. Oh my God, they tipped over this trash can. It's still warm. Right, exactly. And then after about, oh, I'd say an hour of this, we realize we're completely lost in the middle of Tinker Haven. This is the seventh dead end we've come to, Solinar, and I think this is the same as the third one. I'm almost certain this is the second or even third time we've seen this precise dead end before. Do you think it's because of the blood on the seventh brick to the left at the top by this broken gutter? Oh, I was basing it on these two broken bottles where one of them's like half broken and the other's Mm. completely broken, and they're on top of this trash can lid. Yeah, it kind of looks surreal, like surrealist art. There is sort of an artistic appreciation to it. Alita, how much would you pay for this if it was in a museum? I feel like we've established that not only is the economy around here very confusing, but I don't understand money terribly well. Yeah, that's Um, why I asked you. You were going to be able to give us the most accurate answer. Oh, like however much a wall costs. Ooh, wall prices. I didn't. We're lost. Well, I'm lost. I don't know about you all. Oh, I thought that getting lost in Tinker Haven wasn't something I could do anymore, but apparently it very much is. Mm. Here, take this broken bottle. There might be something in it. So it's the kind of bottle that he hands you where somebody grabbed the neck of a bottle and broke it along the wall to stab somebody. Oh. Did you find a compass? I did not. I did find a little bit of blood on the end here, though. That's a little disturbing. I'm going to go ahead and put this back down before it implicates me in anything. What are all of your passive perceptions? Ten. You guys are, for some reason, going to be able to pick up on the sounds of a couple of scuffling feet around the rooftops of the alleyway in which you have found yourselves. And when raccoon- I say a couple, I don't mean two feet, I mean multiple pairs of feet. The raccoons, that's that's a full raccoon, that's two pairs of four feet. It's on this, I'm gonna boost you, jump on my hands. Uh, Going up. Solinar, this is something they've done before in combat, so this is, this is a well-known maneuver at this point. I'm still mm-hmm. gonna roll acrobatics. You need a name for it. It's called the the. It's called the lifting folger. The lifting folger raccoon search, initiated. I say that because that's what uh, Johannes said the name of elevators were. Oh, dude, I'm so excited for this elevator sound. I better get this right. <laughs> you could do it, guys. All right, so I got a 19 on acrobatics. Yo, I, I rolled a nine. I rolled a, a 10 athletics. That is enough to pull off a successful lifting Folger, if you want to take it. What? Okay, Link. So, <laughs> so Solinar kind of jogs forward, puts one foot into Johannes's hands. Johannes lifts. Solinar pushes off right at the, the peak of, of Johannes's lift and just is like mere feet from the rooftops as he grabs hold of a couple of like pipes and a balcony nearby 
and just scrambles up the rest of the way uh, and then looks around quickly to try and find the source of the scuffling feats. You are going to see a couple of uh, goblin ruffians looking around. There's one that seems to be the leader of the group who has a monocle, a page boy hat, and overall looks a little less like scruffly than the others. Yeah, looks like we got a bit of adventurous here. is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alan, and he can be found at the Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solinar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. I don't remember the last thing we recorded. <laughs> that was ten minutes ago. It's all new to me when I go listen to things. That that happens to me too. I feel like sometimes listeners forget that we record months in advance, and they're like, "Wow, I can't believe what just happened." And I'm like, "What? Oh, oh, that <laughs> thing? Yeah. Oh, right. I have not made things worse since then." <laughs>